There we go. It's uh, Neil, I guess, is away for the moment. Yeah. There we go. He's hiding. So, anyway, we're going to talk about American Tale 3. <clears throat> the Secret of Manhattan. I had, yeah, I, I had sort of tried to drive that out of my brain, but now reading Neil's notes, I am totally reminded of this movie again. All came coming back like a flashback. <sighs> yes, the treasure of Manhattan Island. The Treasure of Manhattan Island. I can still see that shitty cover, because we used to have, like, copies of that in GameStop. <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. I, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that shitty? Oh god, that's like... Someone in the 90s was like, you know what look, looks really good? <laughs> Bad airbrushing. Everybody did Everybody did that back in the It was the, like every 90s. Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo cover. And especially yeah. Turbo Graphics. Like, um, we had a DVD section at GameStop, all the used DVDs, because, you know, this was back when GameStop said, hey, let's start doing movies, and, you know, eventually they'd movie stop. But we had so many covers that look like this, every single cover. And also, Fern Gully is awesome in that as they kept releasing different versions of it, the, the cover got worse and worse and worse and worse. <laughs> Actually, the cover for... Uh... For Rockadoodle is pretty bad as well. Yeah, I don't know why. Who the? Oh, it's Universal. That's why Universal had some of the worst covers. And I don't even know why. Did they just send they these out spring. to college students and have them do it? Honestly, I think that's actually what happened. I think they oh, did no. what you know a lot of studios are doing now, which is, hey, you're you're a sophomore in college. You want to do the cover? <laughs> uh Let's see, where's where's American Tale 4's cover? That uh, that one's even worse. Where we couldn't even tell if that... Yeah, where we couldn't tell if that was a skate. We thought it was a skateboard. Yeah, there it is. What are they even doing on the cover of American Tale 4? It's like the skate is jumping over some sort of break in the sidewalk and there's like... Fireworks? Fire, fireworks shooting up out of it. And it's, apparently it's the adventure. cat is throwing them over it. Oh, and they've got the Virtua Fighter background, because, you know, you've got this long, you know, spans of nothing and some, some buildings in the background and yeah. some clouds. It looks, like, it looks like Bond's background from uh, from Fighting Vipers. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on in this... <sighs> Mystery of the Night asking. Monster. Mystery you of know, the, the Night this Monster. Almost, this reminds me of the direct-to-VHS... Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks movie where uh, Theodore was turning into a werewolf. Oh, God. There uh. were a few of those. There was uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Frankenstein, which is uh, directed by the same guy who did both of these uh, direct-to-VHS direct American Tale movies. Mm. Oh, it was still VHS, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Alvin and the Chipmunks meet the Wolfman. Oh, God, look at that cover. Oh, my that God. Is, that, is, <laughs> that is terrible. We have no color theory. Nope. And where is the light coming from? It's coming from the book, apparently. Yeah, I know, but it's just like, but then, uh, just never mind. Just, uh, hey, it's Neil. written in the same ink that Nicotemus uses from Secret and M. What? Ugh. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Now it's going to be in your head. It'll never go away. <laughs> yeah, we finished our Ghostbusters episode yesterday, and it was pretty funny. Yes, sir. Oh, cool. I listened to it. It was gold, Neil. So who'd you, who'd you have on? One of the uh, listeners. Uh, Tim Silvers. Yeah, actually, the trick actually worked on him, and he knew about it ahead of time. Yeah, I don't know how that worked. We were like, haha, Filmation Ghostbusters. He's like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how did you not know? We were actually disappointed oh. that we couldn't get anyone the first time around. And then we announced it, and he took it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like, it's like we are going to trick you. Who wants to be on Ghostbusters? Oh, me, me. <laughs> are, we are we talking about the real Ghostbusters? Or are we talking about that horrible... Gorilla. Oh, we're talking about oh. Filmation Ghostbusters. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, God. 
The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. This is your host, Ben, driven by my co-host, TV Spistrino. Would everyone just go and do? And we have with us Kitty Hawk. Oh, God. Why are we doing this again? And tonight we are covering, again, American Tale 3. Uh, this episode was lost to the internet, so we had to do it again. Well, not completely uh, lost. It was just too many audio problems to really deal with. I'm sorry. I was on a 3G bubble. It was mostly dead, which is a little bit alive. Yeah. I was on a 3G bubble. It was alive enough that I was able to listen to it and collect notes from it. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good enough. Which is, which is, which is what we pay you for, Neil. I get paid. Um, anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> This movie hey. is very strange to watch for an American Tale or a Don Bluth fan because it it's just it's put together by a bunch of people that didn't research the original film or didn't research anything really. It's uh like I said, the first thing that struck me is the Statue of Liberty is the wrong color. Yep. Yeah. At this point in time, the Statue of Liberty it did change color. It was originally uh it was originally like bronze, like a penny, but it mm-hmm. turned black. And there, there are paintings depicting it as that around the around the time period. But they have it green, like it is today. Yes, and uh, other things about the, about this is they had subway systems that were completely shut down, which is when this is when they're just now being opened. Yeah, but no, no, no. See, that's why my theory that this is post-apocalyptic. It, that's where I got my theory because, like, you know. The Statue of Liberty's green. The subways are boarded up. Um, the Indian mice have technology that they shouldn't have, and they're growing plants underground. It's it's a post-apocalyptic world. That's obviously what's going on here. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a theory, I, I should say. It is a theory. Yeah. Um, but overall, this does pick up exactly where the last... Well, actually, picks up from where the first one left off. Yeah. Because American Tale 2 is all a dream. I had yeah, a crazy they, dream. They write it off as a dream early on in the movie. But apparently, because there's a fourth American Time movie that we had only recently heard about, um, they've sort of recanonized it, but it takes place later. So the sequence is movie one, movie three, movie four, and then movie two. So who oh. knows? So Fievel's uh, just having a uh, premonition. So, like, so you know, Skyward Sword and then... No, oh God, no. Let's no, let's not get into Zelda that. Timeline. No, no. There is no Zelda used, timeline. There used to be a Zelda timeline. I have, the, um, I have the strategy guide for Link's Awakening that tried to make a timeline of all the games, but I think... That was back like, when there was only four of them. Yeah, exactly, and I think after uh, Majora's uh, Labia Majora's Mask, uh, they they kind of gave up on having a timeline. In fact, Miyamoto just says uh, it's the same people being reincarnated. I'm not going to get into it anyway. Well, that's yeah. a, that's a very good policy. Um, yeah. So, Here, though. So the story is uh, Feifel's dad is working in a cheese shop, sweat factory. <laughs> <cheap>. <laughs> Okay, that came out wrong. Where uh, the cheese is, is bright yellowish orange, which is not again history, you know, you know, correct in the history because back then most cheeses were still, you know, white. white. Yeah, like here in Australia, you know, tasty cheese, which is what they call cheddar, is white because you know they don't put food coloring in it. But this is another another point for my post-apocalyptic future theory. See. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more evidence here. It's post-apocalyptic. So they're actually and, making Velveeta. Yeah. 
Which, also, the cheese is currency, which we also discussed. So, it's kind of confusing. So, they're they're making the cheese. So, it's like, is this like a mint or something he's working in? I'm not really sure. It's 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 a really weird system, and uh, and basically the uh, the villains, the three villains, are all <coughs> are all you know owners of this cheese factory, mint whatever you have it. One of them's voiced by Tony J. Yep. One of them's like a proto pinky. Yep. And the third one I don't even remember. <coughs> uh, <coughs> Pardon me. Bless you. Uh, let's see. What was the other guy? Um. No, no, no. Ron Perlman's not one of the the evil people. I think he's just the um, he's the the British guy who follows him around. The British kind of no, that's Scuttlebutt. So maybe <laughs> yeah, I don't maybe it what Ron Perlman was. Uh, it says he played Mister Grasping. He was Hellboy. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you've got the evil capitalists, and they they own the cheat. Okay, Ron Perlman was one of the evil uh, factory owners. He was Mr. Grasping. And then Tony Jay was Top Lofty. And then O'Bloat, who was the pinky-sounding pinky one. And they also have a horrible song, Friends of the Working Mice, which was atonal as shit. And I, I, don't, I don't even... It, it you've got sort of this like um, anti-capitalist theme going on with that with that story that uh, that plot, but it, it just sort of doesn't go anywhere. It, it really does it, fizzle and die really, really well, early because this, no, it, it goes about the uh, it goes directly to uh, Fifel saying, "Well, there there is a treasure map, and yep. he wants to find the the uh, treasure of Manhattan." So. Him yeah, that'll and solve his, his dad's uh, problem. Fast talking buddy, uh, Tony. You know, <laughs> go. Go ahead. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Just saying that he called, you know, Phil. He just says he's not really doing much in there either, except to be like there. Most everybody in this, this whole thing is just there. And they're not really doing They anything. find an underground cas- cavern full of <laughs> Native American mice that grow corn and shit. And underground without don't, lights. Don't forget that they have full-size watermelons and then mini watermelons. And then they have mini versions of corn. And then they have big versions of corn. So it's confusing. Are they growing big corn or little corn? We're not sure. These mice are agricultural geniuses. Well, there yeah. is baby corn, Neil. They put it in Chinese food all the time. Yeah, I know, but, but you know, you got the watermelon. How do they do that? Yeah, and, and like, how are they growing it underground? Which, again, another another point for my post-apocalyptic uh, theory, because they've got grow lights. That we never and, see. Yeah, well, I mean, where's the light source coming from in the caverns? Grow lights. Done. There you go. And they're also pacifists. We forget that they're pacifists, but they have these horrible death traps that are the entrance to the... Uh, Including to lava. Their, yeah, lava, which where where the fuck did they get lava from? Um and then there's the, but later you find out that there was actually another entrance because the animators didn't want to have to go through that that whole uh, rigmarole. Yeah, that yeah, when the uh when the evil mice and rats decide we're going to invade the uh the Indian uh village, they didn't want to animate that again. In fact, you just see them go into the cavern that has all the traps and you hear them screaming. You don't even see it. And then they all come out like ah! burnt up and stuff. Very filmation. Yay, the animation's great. <sighs> and uh Fifle meets the uh, the Indian mice led by uh-huh. David Carradine. Yes. I gotta tell you it was a scene that just had me all choked up. Well, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he he found much pleasure in Feifel's matzo ball soup, which is legendary. Exactly. Yeah, the another legendary theory. matzo ball soup. <laughs> yes, which another another point for my post-apocalyptic theory. See, it's starting to make sense here. It really is just a just a weird sequence where the uh, this kind of underhanded uh, my mouse that was uh, that was teamed up with a scientist. There's this whole thing where this giant, this big giant, uh, muscular 
uh, female uh, Indian mouse wants to rape him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in this in the tradition of Pepe Le Pew, because she even dance, she even jumps up and down like him, like the way she skips, and like she also changes in body type too. She goes from being voluptuous to fat, back to voluptuous. So you're like, did the animators like know what? It, was there any like character sheets? Probably not. No, there. So, I don't yeah. think there was. It it, it just keeps on going are. back and forth, back and forth, and. And and it's just <sighs> so so the uh, Indian chief's daughter wants to go see a whole new world. So they <laughs> wait. <laughs> Anyways, they go to uh, they go up into the surface. And After there's a that's horrible, when the, a horrible uh, music that's when sequence. the uh, three uh, villains turn the whole crowd of workers against the Indian chief because uh, immigrants foreigners foreigners. Even though everyone on the surface is. Uh is an immigrant because it's like established like that. Also, we've forgotten to mention tiger because he was totally worthless in the whole fricking thing. Anybody still there. voiced by Dom Deloise. He needs yeah. the cash. I, I think, I think honestly they just took his lines from the previous movies and just sort of pieced them in there. Cause he's not really there. He's just sort of there eating. I don't think he even like saves anyone. If I remember well, he does sort of like you know stand intimidatingly to make the cops back down because he's I a cat and they're so. a mouse, and that's all he does. He's like, but, you know, I'm bigger than you. Oh, you know, yeah, like, and that's and a lot of like that's another scene from like I think the first movie, like he does that at one point. But anyway, back to the Indian chief's daughter decides to go to the surface after a horrible music sequence. The music is terrible and they're on a bunch of pulleys and uh, I guess there's some romance thing going on here. Yeah, the, the, uh, I was, I, I was, we were making jokes about, uh, about gadget fans. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and that we got, we've forgotten to mention, uh, Fievel's sister, Tanya, who is prominently featured on the cover, but really does nothing in this whole thing. Yeah, except she, for she, complain she, she that she came. Except for when they're going on the adventure, they decided they want to go down to the subterranean uh, cavern. Like she complains she wants to go, but like her mother tells her no, and then that's pretty much it for Tanya for the whole freaking movie. Except for like she's part of the whole well, we got to find the Indian girl sequence. So she helps oh, her hide. And yeah. that works for, like, a minute or so. Yeah, I guess she's there. Oh, but then we, we forget, like, when... Oh, we, we've forgotten that, like, all the character designs do not look the same from the previous two movies. Like, they look... Like, Philo's father now has sort of a mustache, but it's, like, same color as his skin. So... It, I think I think the art, artist was just lazy and just drew a squiggly line. <laughs> yeah, he, let's not even put a lip on this guy. Ugh. It looks like something you expect from Aqua Teen. Yeah, it, it 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 was pretty. It was pretty terrible. It was like I, I think the because the animators here obviously know that this is a direct to video movie. That's just and probably they were hearing all the recordings, which are terrible. And uh, but anyway, they get to the surface, and then there's a montage. Montage of yeah. them having fun at the surface with some yeah. Very uncomfortable romance scenes. Yeah, it's it's just, and we also learned that like um, scarves are like the perfect um, uh, disguise ever. Like if you put one on your head, suddenly you don't look you look like everyone else, or you're you know you're a different race or something like that. Because like they put one on the Indian uh, mouse, and she just suddenly looks like everyone else, like. Totally does not look like she's Indian, which is sort of like, uh, okay, does that actually work? I watched Lawrence of Arabia, and, you know, Lawrence puts on a, puts on the traditional garb, but he still looks white. <laughs> yeah, he just, he, yeah, he just looks like Dengar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, so the magic cloak that ena enables her to hide. Oh, and then the best line in the whole movie when when she goes missing. Well, everyone just go and do. Delivered by <laughs> Fievel's father. 
yes, that was yes. Wonderful. Yes, and uh, <laughs> what what I also what I also found was weird was it, it was almost like from Buffy the Musical where where Fifel goes goes out in the morning and everyone is still mid musical number outside yep. and they just sort of yep. walk around them. Yeah, there, there was that. And if I remember correctly, that 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 whole song was like I think two lines that they were singing over and over and over. So that's got to be monotonous if they do that every single day. Ugh. Ugh. It was a weird sensation watching this movie. It's not one I want to repeat. I might add, it's a. Uh, oh God, no. Yeah. This was just you know this was produced by uh, Larry Latham. Yep. And uh, we we forgot the ending. Other than you know, there's a like bomb. we said, uh, Tiger just sort of like, hey, wait a minute, I'm bigger than you. Yeah, and then there's a bomb. Like the Indians have an idea that they're going to bomb like the underground river or something, and that'll close up the entrance. And the bomb, what, did the bomb look like a lighter or something? The bomb yeah, looked yeah. the bomb looked like a lighter. Yes. Yeah, it looked like a lighter, and for some reason it was a bomb. And and you're like, wait a minute, if you bomb the underground river, aren't you going to flood your village? No, 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 no. In this, in the physics in this world, no, it'll just totally close up the entrance, which has like a, a sequence. What was it? It was like similar to the first movie or something, where like Fievel goes missing in the flood or something, and then they're like searching through the muck for him. Yeah, he gets washed away in the current, and uh, yeah. they find him limp later, and they're like, oh no, Fievel's dead, and, you know, we couldn't be that yeah. lucky. No, no he's, He goes no. cough, cough, and he's alive again. Oh, if yay. he was ever dead, he's just a tease. And then, like, the end, the mice all unionize, and the, the evil mice are like, don't worry, the future is coming, and we'll make sure that unions go away. Which, you know, you know that's actually what happened, but... Yeah, yay, they're unionized, everybody is happy, and then you see the Indian mice, they've got like an entrance and like a statue in the park, so they didn't actually seal themselves away, and like, there's a little door, they use a little door on the back of the statue, so you're like, wait a minute, has anyone ever just thought, hey, I wonder what's in that door? (laughs) No, 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 they've never thought that ever. Because you can see it, it's out in the open. Yeah, it's even got like a doorknob, and you you see it, and you're like, wait. So does it does it just, and nobody pays attention to it? It's oh. out in the open, thus it's so it's so overt, it's covert. Yeah, exactly. No one will ever have the thought. I wonder what's in there. No. Ugh. They just turn the knob a couple times. Up, oh, locked. I guess we won't yeah. try anymore. <laughs> That's yeah. how it goes. Oh, and the evil guys, we forgot to talk about the evil guys, like, are so evil, they use other mice for their transportation. They have them carrying them around on a dais. And then they is, use them for steps. Yeah, they use them for steps. And then, like, during their little music music number, they, like, step on them, like, throw things in their face. It's like, it's like a vert. Which, you know, I, I'm usually for, like, you know, anti-capitalist shit in, like, children's cartoons. But here it's just sort of... Well, this is just way over the top, and and I don't really know what's going on here. Also, we did did we mention that speeches like change the tide of everything? Like that's the only like there's never any actions that change anything. It's only speeches. Like the the my, the the Indians are evil. Go get them. And then Fievel's father like gives a speech and says, "No, it's the be- it's the it's the capitalist mice. We have to fight them, and like the in their long-winded speeches too. Like I can't believe these are in children's cartoons because if I were a kid, I would have just been bored out of my mind. I'd be like a speech about mind. it'd be like a speech about combustion engines in a in a uh, Steven Seagal action. Oh wait, yeah, well, this is easier to animate. <laughs> you can do the action sequence, or you can just have the characters mouth flapping. Yeah, <laughs> and also then you can just show the crowd, which. The little crowd looks like little stick mice, basically, because they've got little dotty eyes, and they, they're barely mouse-shaped. And you can, like, show them from a distance, and they can be like, rah, 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 you know, throwing <laughs> their arms up in the air and stuff. Yeah, the animators were really clever on this one. Uh... Yeah, just, this this was a bad movie. Um, any last thoughts, guys? Uh... Um... It's better than most of the Land Before Time sequels. This is true. 
Um, I will say that um, I always wondered what this was, what this was like every time I looked at that DVD when I worked at GameStop. So um, I, I guess I saw it, and it was something. And now I'm actually interested in watching the fourth one because now I'm like, okay, this was terrible. I wonder if this can get worse. So might have to watch the fourth one just to see how how much worse can this get? Because <laughs> the cover for this one is pretty terrible, but at least you can sort of tell what's going on. They're exploring in a in a you know like a tube, and they've got a map, and they've got a light, and there's the Indian girl, and um, and there's like a city in the background. The cover to the fourth one, they're on a skate, and there's like I think a firework below them. Something. I think it's a hole in the ground that's glowing like a secret <laughs> monster or something. Something like that. So yeah. So now I'm intrigued, and so I guess this movie just like made me say, "Oh wow, it gets bad, but can it get worse?" Yes. So I guess that's that's my my take on this. It can always Yay. get worse. They could how, add musical how... numbers, even more musical numbers to the next movie. Uh musical numbers when. Uh... Oh boy! No matter what, it can always get worse. Yeah, it can always get worse, and I kind of and I kind of want to see how worse it can get. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, I guess we're wrapping this up, Neil. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, we this is our uh, thoughts on American Tale Three. Yes. The Treasure of Manhattan, which is friendship and love. Uh, <laughs> So this is your host, Ben. With TV's Mr. Neil. And Kitty Hawk, a sparkling generation Valkyrie Yuki. SGVY.com. Sexy fun. You'll love it. All right, we're saying goodnight. Goodbye. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe talk meets sports talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. The GeekCast Radio Network has launched Masked Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TF2 and Mike. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Masked Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us in iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Oh wow, Wing Film did Jetson the, the movie. Oh, jeez. I saw that in the theaters. In GoBots, See, I, Battle of the Rock Lords. Oh, my God. See, oh, I was God. saying during the during the show that in some cases they really did a good job of, of mimicking the style of the shows they were they were uh, referencing. But uh, mm-hmm. on the other hand, those cartoons weren't animated very well anyway. You know what? They could have yeah. had a GoBot show up on this cartoon. Oh, God. They could have. They were already using some Hanna Barbera um, properties. Yeah, they, they could have they yeah. had Leader One show up and and what would what would he do? I'll put up a force field to keep the smoke guy out. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, yeah, I yes, mean... it's just the it, it'll just further cement that 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 this cartoon was too lame for Optimus Prime. And then Scooter and uh, and Slimer would just be like, "Ah, what shout out like?" Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I jokingly said in chat that there's only ten voices. Let me get start. Let me get the show started. Oh boy! <laughs> I actually saw this when it aired live in 1990. I remember it wasn't oh, wow. on all three channels. It was on all three channels. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was on. ABC, I rem- the only part of the- NBC and CBS. Yeah, 
The only part I remember of this is the intro by President Bush. That's all I remember of this. Well, he was the last president we had who never did drugs. Uh, define drugs. What? Okay. <laughs> illegal substances. Yeah. We'll let, 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 okay, let, illegal substances. Let okay. me get started. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we're talking about Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, which we just watched. Uh, this year's Ben, joined by my co-host, T.V.'s Mr. Neil. It's not cool to be a fool on drugs. And we have joining us Kitty Hawk. Cowabunga, dude. Addiction isn't cool. So, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue was a poor attempt to try and teach kids about addiction and how to not do drugs. That was basically you had the people, you know, old 60-year-old white men, you know, sitting around the room going, well, we, we have to do something. So you have them, you know, get all the light, you know, get get limited license agreements with all these animation studios, get the president and the, the first lady to do a 30-second uh, intro and create this yeah. abomination. Oh, and uh, don't don't forget. Let um, also Ronald McDonald Charities had like an intro and an outro showing something not even related to drugs, but more related to their um, charity involving uh, disabled. Well, kids. they could have said if pregnant like, women do drugs, their their kids will. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they could they could have done that. Oh, what we did watch. Um, what was in the chat was we had a link to the Australian intro that had the Prime Minister of the time, Bob Hawke, who apparently was in drinking contests here in Australia. So, you know. Even more of a hypocrite. Drinking's fine, kids. Well, actually, I think they even made fun of that Prime Minister on The Simpsons when they went with the Australia episode where they says, we need to find the Prime Minister. And they ran up and he's floating in a pool drinking a beer. Yeah, yeah, Naked. yeah. Uh, he was... Yeah, he was a famous drunk, so, yeah, so that was the perfect guy to be, you know, doing the intro to a Say No to Drugs um, cartoon. Yeah. I remember watching this, but I remember not being impressed, and I was a child in 1990. I was just like, yeah. really, what is this? I was I was expecting something more than this. It's... Because I, no, it's, this is a, because this is... I didn't expect an anti-drug message. I just heard all of our favorite cartoon stars coming together. No, this is about par for the course because yeah. I remember I remember other cartoons like this um, that were about this quality. This this just had um, you know actually licensed characters rather than we just invented this like alien from the future who's trying to save humanity, which I barely remember. I don't even know what that was called. But Widget I the World Watcher. That's it. Oh my god! Oh, I thought I thought See, you yeah. I thought you were talking about the Black Sabbath song Iron Man. No. Oh no. God! No, no. Uh, I remember watching but, this, and yeah, I, I, it was like this one commercial that was like, "Oh, your cartoon pals are gonna be together," and then you watch it; it's an anti-drug message, and it, of course, it's as lame as possible. It's like what everything you remember from the Deer program, and it's like Bugs Bunny, like, "Why are you on drugs? What's the big attraction? You dummy! You 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 gotta you gotta follow everyone else. You gotta jump off a yeah. cliff if everyone does it too. Oh, by the way, don't give in to peer I, pressure. I've actually jumped off a cliff, so um, <laughs> and it wasn't so bad. So, gotta say that's not a really good way to uh, to phrase it, there, bugs. You know, um, if you go with scientific fun. arguments about about the effects of the, it has on your body with certain drugs, that's a much better argument versus the other shit. And they barely, they barely touched that, and they they barely, they barely touched that, which is kind of lame. Yeah. Because it's no, 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 because see, because see, if you did that, then you would be like, well, marijuana just sort of impairs you for a while, and then you're okay. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound too good. Um, let's just show him as a corpse. But yeah, it's honestly, honestly, it's I'm a libertarian. Neil's a libertarian. Yeah. Kitty Hawk is, I don't know. Uh, somewhere, somewhere uh, in the very liberal spectrum. I have no idea. Probably, I've been described as a communist. <laughs> but, uh, but I do have some. But I do have social libertarian um, tendencies, such as I do believe that drugs should be legalized and, uh, you know, maybe regulated so that you know people under eighteen don't take them. But that or and tax. So that's my that's my take on it. But this is definitely this really brings back the memories of being in school and watching every single dare program, every single 
don't do drugs thing. And I love the, the snitch portion too. Cause that was like a big part of it too. Cause I remember being um, a kid and they'd always tell us, you know, if your parents are doing drugs, you know, inform the police officer and guarantee every single time that some kid would say, my parents are doing drugs. And then they bring the police officer by. And it turns out that they would tell the, the police officer that their parents were doing, were smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol because they always taught in dare that those were drugs as well Mm -hmm. and so then the police officer's like god damn it i came all the way down here for this and he probably got a drink too because he's like god it's been a long day and yeah it's it really is weird and uh i i we i made a joke that there were only 10 voice actors in this whole thing and then the credits came up and i was right well half of them are uh frank welker of course and uh and Mm -hmm. jim cummings yeah. He needed money yeah. after the lawsuit. Oh, what was the lawsuit? Him impersonating uh, Louis Prima. Yeah, Louis Prima's oh. widow sued him and Disney because his his uh, Louis voice in Tailspin was so good. People thought that it was the same voice actor that did The Jungle Book. Oh, God. Of course, we're joking about that, but, you know, that probably was around the same time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it, it really it's it's kind of sad because it because that kind of lawsuit if it was done like in the 60s or 70s would have crippled Hanna Barbera. Yeah. 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 No, no celebrity voices? It's like oh, they were all shit. celebrity voices. I mean, the only the only reason why uh Flintstone stayed on the air is because uh uh what's his name thought thought they were going to be canceled in the first year. Yeah, uh, what's oh. his name? Jesus. Yeah, I should remember. Honeymooners. Honeymo- yeah. It's uh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah, Jackie yeah. Gleason thought that, that, that they were doomed, that it's, they stayed on the air for six years. <laughs> and he never spoke to uh, Alan Reed again. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alan Reed said to him, hey, by the way, I'm kind of doing your voice. And Jackie Gleason's like, get out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> Bang, zoom to the moon! <laughs> Yeah, there's a terrible impression right there. But yeah, this this was um this was pretty bad cuz I'm also thinking like cuz we mentioned this in the chat, didn't most of these um these characters have like addictions? Like okay, Garfield has an addiction to food. Um, yeah, I was saying that like like both yeah. he and Alf were making like eating jokes throughout the cartoon. I'm like, you know, what's worse, being hooked on marijuana or or being obese? I'll be quiet, Marcelo. Yeah. No, this isn't about this isn't about uh take your mandating ca- take your five hundred calorie no, count. This isn't about away. mandating school lunches, this is about having factual yeah, this, information. Yeah, this is actually pretty bad because it well, because you know, eating being because at this point, uh there wasn't such a push for like, you know, anti obesity stuff because like, you know, oh well you're just big, big boned. Because yeah. that's what they would tell kids back then. You know, oh you're just big boned. You're not obese. Certainly the food that we're feeding you is not making you you know, a lardo, which it was, but, um, oh, and then, like, let's see, um, who else, oh, yeah, Pooh Bear with honey, I mean, for God's sakes, the man, you see, like, so many cartoons where, yeah, bear bear man, he was a bear man, um, he, see him floating up, trying to get honey all the time, stealing at that, too, you know, theft is okay. Yeah, he was, he was stealing to, to, he was stealing to feed his addiction. He stole rabbit's honey all exactly. the time. Exactly. See, see, theft is okay. He steals from friends. He steals from friends mm-hmm. to, to feed his addiction. I mean, it classic. So we have kleptos. Uh, how about Bugs Bunny? I mean, he's been in some racist cartoons. Yeah. It's like, don't do drugs, but you can make racist jokes. Yeah, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> well, you know what? If it, it, you know, in all, in all cases, he he he'd wish he were in Dixie. <laughs> oh my God, that that's a oh. oh man! I remember every time I saw that cartoon, it would cut short, and I, I always wondered what the hell was there. And then I saw it, and I was like, Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> I remember when they censored them even further, like in the mid '90s, because I watched. I watched a whole bunch of them when I was a kid, and then I remember right around 1995, they severely censored all those cartoons. Yeah, they got rid of all the black. Yeah, and jokes. they got rid of all references to suicide and things like that. But um, getting back to this, like, how did the Ninja Turtles eat? You have to ask yourself that question. Like, how do they get pizza? Well, they constantly con um, pizza guys into showing up at a wrong address, and then they just take the pizza. 
Actually, the thing is, uh, lots of lots of times writers retcon it to the, where they leave money for it. Yeah, where are they getting the money from? Selling drugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's really funny. It's it's really funny that they they never really. S- Actually, Michelangelo sold a lot of poetry. Ah. Oh, to magazines. Okay. And 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 post and, and postcard companies. It's a that, that's the one thing that came out of the Image comic run of Ninja Turtles where. All the other turtles got horribly, horribly physically mangled. Where Leonardo lost a hand, uh, you know, Donatello got turned into a cyborg. Raphael lost an eye, and Mikey became a poet. Oh, there we go. Uh-oh. Did I mention how much I hate Image Comics? But back to uh, call to, cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. It's it's just really weird watching this because. Because it starts with Papa Smurf coming out and seeing the drugs being taken. You know, he's looking out beyond the fourth wall. Yep. In the cartoon. In the he's comic breaking. Book. He's breaking the panel of the of the comic he's in. And and by the way, that little girl, man, she she must have been like like a uh, like a a hipster before hipsters if she was buying French comic books. Well, no, no, I had I had I had some Smurf comics when I was a kid. There were there were a few. They're just you know. I think there were only like maybe three or four, and so maybe like she had the like three or four that were published. But if she yeah. has the French ones, my God, how was she getting those? Like I said, she must have been the hipster before hipsters to be buying French. Exactly. <laughs> hey, she was a hipster before being hipster was cool. Exactly, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> and then the the animation quality on this was like kind of going back and forth because like you couldn't tell like the scale of the characters they would change scale which I guess you could kind of you know say because these are like cartoon characters coming into the real world but then you'd have problems with even like the human characters would change scale or like their facial features would change and this was quality well the funny thing is this was animated by wing film productions which is a taiwanese animation oh studio which uh the funny thing is this, uh, Wang, Wang Film is, uh, in the 90s, didn't do much feature film work. Honestly, they bo- basically did additional animation, animation mm-hmm. assistance. They're known for, they're known for, for doing coloring work mostly. Okay. So, so, th- so, you know, getting them to do, to do any f- feature length by themselves yeah. is... The, uh, the Muppet Babies didn't look right. They kind of looked, like, Kermit looked dead, almost. Like... He didn't his head look... was the wrong shape. Yeah, it was the wrong shape, and his eyes were a little bit too off, and Miss Piggy's nostrils were way huge. Like, did I mention the voices? Yeah, suck? yeah, the voices did. The voices did suck. Yeah, even when you have Frank Welker doing about five characters, <laughs> and you had, uh, and you had, uh, you had Jim Cummings like carrying the rest. I mean, <laughs> how many? How many? You know, we we said there are ten voice actors, which is sad, but but really, some of these are good at voice actors. It's just I think that they knew what they were going into. Like, let's phone it. Well, in. I mean, the script was really bad. I mean, it was the typical "don't do drugs" kind of script where they have to forcibly say things like, um, "This is what's going to happen to your face." And it, what's what's up, Doc? Is your life? Yeah, well, that that one was okay. <laughs> that's that was probably one of the better lines in the whole thing, and that's. Still pretty cringeworthy. Poor Mel Blanc. Um, He's rolling in his grave already. Yeah. Oh, yes. And by the way, this is the first time that the new voice actor for Bugs Bunny did Bugs yeah. Bunny. The first time. What a debut. I mean, cartoon all-stars. And uh, this was the first time with the new Daffy, too, wasn't oh. it? Well, it had to be because Mel Blanc was both of them and uh, he yeah. died. <laughs> he died when they showed him the script. He's like, I'm coming, Elizabeth. Oh! <laughs> you know, I, I have a feeling that was it. Because this was, because um, I, 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 and also it's great that this now can't be shown because the rights hell that all of this is in. Like, if you tried to get this on DVD, this would not go on DVD because you'd have fighting the, the, between all the different studios. Like, no, 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 I don't want this. Yeah, the yeah. rights are a stack of cards. I mean, we are more likely of seeing a release of The Day of the Clown Cried than seeing a DVD release or Blu-ray release of this. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I- I'm going to have to agree with that. the rights have all bounced around since then, too. Yeah. The, um, like, so let's see. So Hanna-Barbera now belongs to um, Time Warner. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Which actually makes it pretty easy if they want to get the Warner characters because it's all one package now. Yeah, that that actually no, because um, there's infighting within the company about that sort of stuff oh. too. Oh, so yeah, I mean, like, because uh, Warner is different from DC Entertainment now, and which is different from the Hanna Barbera division. So trying to get the rights between those three would be kind of hard, even though it's the same company. Yeah, for, that's how I understood it. For instance, and a good for instance for that is uh, Cartoon Network. You know, yeah. is owned is owned by them. Is so so the people who made uh, Venture Brothers are like, well, well, then we can really have Johnny Quest show up. And then and then they start. And then after the first time they did that, they got a letter from within the company from mm-hmm. another subsidiary saying, don't do that. So they're like, well, we, I guess we just have to call him Action Johnny now. Yeah, that 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 actually happened because large <laughs> corporations can't keep their shit together. So, it's the same company, but there's like in, internal companies, and they actually sent an internal letter to Adult Swim saying, "Hey, I know we're all owned by Warner Brothers, but you can't use Johnny Quest." Yeah, no, which sucks. is weird because like then Har- you got Harvey Birdman, which was able to use the rights, but I guess that's because well, actually, it might actually be because Venture Brothers isn't actually done in house; it's done by a separate company, even though they contract out to. Um, to Cartoon Network, whereas, uh, well, no, because like Harvey Birdman's actually done by an by William a, um, Street. Yeah, well, no, no, it's not done by William Street. It's done by a studio outside of, um, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the rights on this is just this would be impossible to do today. Like, I don't think you could. I'm amazed that they're even getting to do Wreck It Ralph, but I think that's mostly because it's video games. Yeah, but I think it's tr- because most video game companies actually have like a good sense of humor now, versus yeah. the cartoon companies are like mine, mine, yeah. eh, precious. Like it's amazing that Roger, like Roger Rabbit, could never happen today. Would just like I think that this it's sad to say, but you have to compare this to Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit and this cartoon All Stars are like the end of the collaboration era. After that, it just became rights, 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 rights. Well, rights. Let's, let's be fair. Roger Rabbit and this are the collaboration era. That's right. Yeah. There really was nothing else. Well, I'm trying to think. There were like some like so-and-so meet so-and-so sort of things that were two studios meeting together. This well, is you're, like you're a, thinking about the gro- the groovy ghoulies meets the Looney Tunes. That was an accident, and which will never happen again. <laughs> and there was also uh, the Scooby movies, which was uh, yeah, which were properties that Hanna Barbera already had the rights to, such okay. as uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, okay, so these playing. are the t- these yeah. are the two collaborate. Wow. Well, you got the high note of Roger Rabbit, and then you've got this. <laughs> the grim sour note. Yeah. No, it, it was it was fun to see the the early '80s um, houses again. The and past, yeah, the pastelli kind of uh, palette that they had back then. And, I mean, yeah. uh, there was a part where the kid is like inside his own brain, watching himself skate, and I said, "This is like the Eddie Murphy movie." No, which name it's, escapes me? It's uh, um, it's the one where Eddie Murphy is actually a giant spaceship. And inside of him is Eddie Murphy staring him. I don't know this. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna have to look this up. Um, it, but, it's but, it's but one like, of the worst Eddie Murphy movies ever. Yeah, but that sounds that sounds pretty terrible. Uh, and, then I'm, and that is including Pluto Nash. Yeah, oh, and I'm, oh I'm, my I'm God, even, I saying, I'm even saying like this sounds even worse than Pluto Nash. Uh, Meet Dave. Oh God. I don't even know about this one. I probably don't even want to know about this one. All you need to do is see the movie poster. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I want to do drugs now. (laughs) Oh, God. God. Corbett? Really? Oh, my God. That's some airbrushing. Bill Corbett helped write this? Well, oh, wait. He was the second. Oh, God. Yeah, well, he was the second crow, so never mind. Oh my god, this looks terrible. This must have been only in the theaters for like two seconds. A week. Like I know that Pluto Nash in some theaters didn't even make it the whole weekend. Actually, Pluto Nash was delayed delayed by at least five years, and that was Eddie delaying it. Uh, but there was someone. So it was context. kind of like uh, it's kind of like uh, uh, Leonard Part Six. That's where I was going. <laughs> 
Yeah, Bill Cosby trying to stop people from seeing Leonard Part 6. And paying people when they say, I saw Leonard Part 6, he says, okay, that's $6, $7. Oh, that's pretty cool yeah. of him. And they gave him, they, they uh, the people who give out the Razzies, they, they gave him a Razzie and he accepted it. He accepted He said, as long as it's made out of gold. <laughs> and they said yes. Uh, oh, at least they did no. a ri- at least they did a riff tracks about um, Meet Dave. Uh, Bill Corbett was was good enough in order to say that he would he would do it, but but they didn't want to. Oh, but they couldn't get the rights. That's the issue. Oh, which wait a minute, you can't get the rights to this. God damn it! Yeah. So so back in the nineties, there was a perfect storm of sixty year old white guys who had rights who agreed to this and. Uh, and they they agreed on this. And this and, 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 and to say it in nineties term and whoop, there it is. Oh, God. <laughs> but like it, it's it's like that. It was so heavy handed. It was like it's like every single thing in Dare. Like don't do drugs. And and you're just think. And I remember watching this, and I remember being a kid and being like. Oh God! The only reason I'm really watching this is because it has cartoon characters in it. That reminds me. It's a what I remember about the Dare program is they actually the amount of money they sunk into it because the Dare cops got to drive a Corvette. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I always remember that they would bring by the drugs like for you to look at so that you could identify it. And I remember being like, "But now you've shown me what it looks like. That's I don't think that was what you intend." Oh God, this is, and like, they'd always bring by these people that would tell us that their lives were ruined and you'd be like, and then at the end of the speech, they get their check. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but, it, but it was always like, so, and I always raised my hand and say, so you can't work ever again. They said, no, I have a job. And I said, okay, um, <laughs> did, did, so are, are you able to pay your rent? Yeah. Doesn't sound like your life was completely ruined. <laughs> Sounds like you just had a bad, a bad couple, time when you got caught. A couple of months there. Yeah, and now you, now you're doing this. It's just, it, uh, I don't even do they even do the Dare program anymore? Because I don't even remember. Oh, I, don't I think they actually stopped doing it because they found out that most kids actually learned what the drugs look like and actually got turned off the message because it was so. Do you remember just, the song? No, I think I've I've wiped that from my brain. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to sing it then. You can look. No, it no, go, go ahead, go ahead. For the for the. Sake I, I do of not. Listeners. I do not. I do not remember the tune. All I remember is the lyrics. I I can't sing without a tune. So someone has to look on YouTube. Okay, let's let's look for this on YouTube. The Dare song. Oh no. Uh, I won't do. I remember. Okay, so let's see. Um, I I will dare with lyrics. All right. Wait, okay. this may not be it. This may be something else. Okay, Dare song with lyrics. Here we go. This isn't the same song. No, no, this is. I've. Got, I think I've got it here. No, this is it. This isn't. The, this isn't the right song. Can tell me what they've done. No, this isn't things. the song from the early '90s. No, this isn't it. This is a newer one. That this one sounds creepy as hell. Yeah, I know. Where, where, where is the Dare song from the '90s? <sighs> Let's see. I won't ha- do drugs. I won't have an attitude. I will respect myself. They've apparently changed. Maybe, maybe the original lyric, uh, the original um, song, they don't have the rights to. That could that actually. That would have been be, sad. I think actually that might that might be what's happening. Let's see here, nineteen eighties. Because um, so while, while Kitty Hawk is looking this up, let's talk more about the 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 actual animation of uh, of this. It it really is bad. And and who is voicing the. Uh, the uh, smoke ghost, Neil? Roger C. Scott. What a role to go out on. Well, he lived another, another ten years. Oh. Did he, did he go out on a good role, at least? I don't know, because I just closed the window. <laughs> okay, let me look it up. This is what I'm going to choose to believe the Dare song was. <laughs> is it by Stan Bush? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the other Dare song. Oh, of course. Dare to be stupid. You got you got a bit the stuff that the the idol was saying was awesomely drug inspired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sir Johnny, do Ron Ron. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I, it's I, such I, a shame that there were Transformers in this. I mean, you could have crossed this over. You could have had Tommy from from season five of Transformers in this. Tommy, let me tell you about this one time that me and a bunch of other cartoon characters stopped this kid from doing drugs. Uh, I, I would except, rather not have Peter Cullen sullied in that. Except that the Transformers are addicted to energy, so. But the but there was an episode of G one where Megatron got drunk on that energon. Uh, we don't like to think about that. <laughs> But and then there was, was the rage plague. Uh, oh god, that was more like a zombie thing. But it would have been funny to have like other cartoon characters, like the cartoon characters that are on drugs. You know, like have Beavis and Butthead doing, they doing were, coke they behind school. At that with... point, unfortunately. But... Yeah. Or, yeah, don't do drugs. Yeah, yeah, it's not cool. That was burn stuff. Wait, wait. Is you there... know where I can get some drugs? <laughs> Is there sniffing gas from the stove? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't find the Dare song. I think there might let me let me look up something because I have a feeling that the reason I'm not able to find this is that um, the yeah, that's someone from Gallifrey went into a police box and changed history. I have a feeling that the reason that we can't find it is that the rights, because a lot of this yeah. stuff actually was like licensed out, so it just could be that it, it's. What I love is the FBI warning is very, very, very specific. And probably yeah. used without their permission, because oftentimes FBI warning is used without the FBI's permission, which is always hilarious. You remember the FBI warning at the beginning of the videos? But we erased that! <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I love in Adventure Time when they show the, the, the FBI warning, they're watching videos, and then they're all like, well, I guess we can't show this. And they're confused as to why, but they do it anyway because, you know, FBI warning. Even though, like, it's like, you know, hundreds of years in the future. Well, that actually reminds me of one of the five jokes from Family Guy that made me laugh. Okay. It, it was the episode where, where Peter is recording Monday Night Football and a bunch of bunch of FBI people break in. He yep. says, Holt, do you have permission from the NFL and ABC to record this? And, uh, and Peter holds up a letter says, I have the permission from the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. It's it's just funny you know, that that actually cracked me up because the the warning before Monday Night Football explicitly says you can't watch you, you can't record or describe the events of the football game. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. You can't even describe it. No, you, you can't, can't go to the next no. game and say, "Oh yeah, there was this dumb referee who said touchdown." <laughs> and I'm seeing people get attacked by FBI agents. While they're while they're sitting around the, the water cooler, what I was just describing the game. You can't do that. <laughs> just yeah. just overall, it's uh, this was a VHS because there was there was a butter zone where they were able to release a VHS, but there will never be a DVD, a Blu-ray, or or a digital copy. Yeah, this yeah. was definitely a VHS because it even had the uh, twenty to thirty seconds of black at the beginning. Yeah, it's uh, and uh, there there is no official blu-ray copy i mean official digital copy i should say yeah there's no official digital copy it even has like only one track like only the left track works because you've got a mono tv <laughs> oh well well the tv wasn't the only thing that had mono in this oh that's another <laughs> video but kissing disease yeah, I'm, I think actually what's going on here is, and maybe someone can like write us and, and let us know, because I'm, I'm trying to find information about it, and I really think that this might actually be one of those cases of they can't use the song anymore because they don't have the rights to it. Okay, and well, which uh, case intellectual they... property is the death of creativity, I think. Yeah, yeah let, let me let me just let, let's end this show yeah, right let's now, end and this I will now, actually yeah. sing the song as I remember it. Oh. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Let's do it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> me, 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 do re me, do re me. Okay. <laughs> oh God, I can't believe I'm doing this. We dare to keep kids out of drugs. We dare to make our bodies grow. That's all I remember. No, that's that's terrible. There's yeah. That's all I remember. But that's I don't how even remember it, it. I really honestly don't remember it. That's I... how the old song went. So if yeah. I if you don't hear that upbeat beat, it's not the their song I grew up with. Well, I mean, I think I forgot it just because every single time we had to sing it, I would screech it out. I would just sing it as horribly as I could, just because I hate I hated being forced to um, sing 
like songs like that. Like, you know, we have to sing this every single day. We have to sing America. Be- was it America the Beautiful we had to sing every single day? And I would screech oh it out God. because I'd just be like, I am tired of doing this every single day. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I think I've wiped it from my brain and thank God I have because. That's how it went. Yeah, that's how it went. That's that's pretty terrible. All right, well, let's wrap this episode up. Uh, all right, uh, this was your host, Ben. TV's Mr. Neal, and I've never done a single drug in all my life, but now I want to. <laughs> and Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation Valkyrie Yuki, SGBY.com. It's the perfect drug for your sexy, sexy brain. And uh, I'll just wrap this up by saying I was prescribed Ritalin for five years of my life, took, it, took myself off of it, and that's the closest I went to drugs. And that's actually amazingly close because it's one chemical reaction away from cocaine. Woo! And we're saying goodnight. Night! Don't lick frogs. Yeah. <laughs>